Amen. Welcome to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter-Douglas. And with me, uh, we have Sister Arlessa Douglas. How are you? I'm doing okay today. Amen. Praise God. And I'm so glad that you are on today. Uh, spiritual warfare is real in the name of jesus brother brylan douglas good evening how are you i'm doing okay thank you so much for asking amen amen brother patrick douglas good evening how are you brother patrick I think it's from He's on, I think his father's Okay, Brother Patrick? Yes. Praise God. How are you this evening? Pretty fine. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Sister Patricia Carter, good evening. How are you? Good evening. I am blessed. Amen. Thank God. Praise God. And uh, is Sister Nicole on? No, she said she'll come next time. She was taking care of some uh, stuff on the phone. Yes, yes, in the name you of know, Jesus. Mm -hmm. like she didn't know, you know. So she was, you know, taking care of it today. Right, exactly. So uh, that brings me uh, to why we're having it on Thursday. I felt the spirit. And... We will be on tomorrow as well, Friday night. Um, tomorrow, actually, we will actually be working out of uh, 10 Women of the Bible by Max Bukuda. And we will be studying lesson number two, Rahab. So tonight's Bible study is going to be, uh, we are going to read Matthew chapter four verses. Uh, well, we're going to study the whole chapter of Matthew chapter four, and we are going to get a better understanding of what happened in the wilderness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and how we can learn from this 
in our daily struggles. Secondly, we are going to praise. We're going to have some praise and we're going to have some prayer today. Uh, we're definitely going to uh, have individual prayer, collective prayer, uplifting those that is in the need of help. Amen. Praise God. With that being said, uh, Sister Patricia, if you would lead us in with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together and be able to study, bless, and praise your holy word. Lord, there's so many things going on in this world. But the most that we hear about are the negative things. But Lord, we need to spread the light good news because you were there. You were there in the midst of all, in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the fires in Hawaii, in the midst of all the evil that mankind is doing to each other. You're in the midst, dear Lord. And in the midst with you, there, those who trust in you, we shall find peace. We shall find joy. We shall find happiness. It's hard to explain you will find peace and joy and happiness in the midst of it all. I didn't understand it as a child. I didn't understand it as a young woman or even as I got into middle age. But when you know the Lord and you build a relationship, you will find peace in the midst of any storm because you know that the one and true God, the Savior, is there. And that when all, all the storms and Heartaches are past that you will find eternal peace and joy with the one and only true God. Because it is so true, he will lift you up. All you have to do is truly trust and believe and get to know him and open up your heart and let him and his spirit enter into your lives and live that his holy, precious will. There is no love and no joy like the love of our one and only true God. I love you. I praise you. I give you all the honor and glory forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sister Arlessa Douglas. Oh, prayer. Yes, ma'am. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us here all today on this. Bible study. Thank you for bringing everyone together. Thank you for our listeners and thank you for just letting us be able to talk on here and share our prayers with everyone. Dear God, I just ask you to be with me and help me and help me with my walk with you, oh God. Um, I hope today we'll have a wonderful um, study and we share a lot of stories and experiences. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Amen. Brother Patrick Douglas, if you could bless us with prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother Brylin Douglas, if you would bless us with prayer. Oh, sure. Lord, thank you for 
blessings with. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything you gave me. Amen. Uh, Amen. And um, uh, as I say prayer, um, afterwards we will be reading the daily bread entry for uh, today, which I believe will be August the 17th, 2023. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening to give you gratitude, appreciation, and love. Sometimes, Heavenly Father, this race that we're running gets hard. People pick apart the things that we say, whether it be in prayer or in our books or just in communication. Sometimes people take things out of context. But Father God, we know that it's not the people, it's that evil spirit. And Father God, right now we're going to place everybody standing in the need of prayer. Father God, cover our eyes that we see in the fashion that you want us to see. Father God, cover our minds that we think and process information in the fashion that you want it processed in. Father God, cover our ears that we hear in the fashion that you want us to hear. Father God, we are yours and you are ours. Right now, the adversarial God is manipulating and trying to tear apart friendships, kinships. But Father God, the devil is a liar. So Heavenly Father, we cover all relationships with the blood of Jesus. Father God, right now, Whatever we are struggling with, whatever we are worrying about, Father God, we're laying it on the altar. Heavenly Father, we are laying our burdens down in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, right now, let the people put their burdens upon this altar in the name of Jesus. Father God, cover our mouths that we speak in the fashion that you want us to speak. Sometimes when people come at us, Father God, these words they want to spew out. They want to spew out. And Heavenly Father, I want to thank you right now with the conversations through prayer. Letting me know some intentions of people. And Father God, people are going around and, and they're trying to say things about our books. But that's okay. Because the devil does as the devil thinks. And I understand what Jesus says. When he says, forgive them, Father, for that they don't know what they do. So even though we can express our hurt and pain with people's actions, Heavenly Father, we can leave them to your justice and you're guiding them. 
that they will learn to be diligent in the eyes of God. Sometimes Heavenly Father people get accustomed to their position of authority in life. But Heavenly Father, as we know that you have all authority, you have all the ordination. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. So, Father God, we just ask you to hide us behind the old rugged cross within your holy wings. Heavenly Father, this ministry, I had no idea that we would go from praying for people and distributing small amount of gift cards to people to where it is today. Father God, five years ago, I had no intention in publicly going anywhere in this ministry. It was designed by me to only be online. But when you said behind closed doors ministries, I didn't understand it until now. And the definition of it grows and grows and grows. Revelation 3.8. Revelation chapter 3.8. I have placed before you an open door that no man can close. So no matter how much the devil gets into people's thoughts about trying to Shut our mission down. It cannot be. And Father God, I just ask you to continue to guide me, to let me listen to your voice. Father God, let the people understand that the power of discernment is totally different from testing the spirit. And the devil wants me to shut up because he wants people to keep on thinking the way that they were taught, even though it goes against your word. But it's not for me to change a person's thinking. It's my job to minister the word and how it is designed. And if they choose to listen, and if they choose to adopt the word, then that is their right. And yes, Father God, we will be tested. Some of us will be tempted. Some of us will be angry when we are provoked. When people continuously try to hinder what we do. But Heavenly Father, I finally understand what my mother and my grandmother always said, let people think what they want to think and you do what God has ordained you to do. I say this not only for myself and my sons and my daughter, but for my family and those listening. Father God, we the people of God have work to do in this kingdom ministry. 
And even though sometimes I don't understand or know where the help will come from what the vision has been given, you continue to open up those doors. I have placed before you an open door that no man can close. So, Father God, when people talk about, I remember when they were with their mother living in the Camel Projects. I remember when Michelle was homeless. I remember, Heavenly Father, when my sister was going through some things. And Father God, we know that she will be all right. And Father God, I say this, I, I truly thank my mother for giving us a roof over our head and food to eat while she worked diligently. And oh God, when I think about the community that we grew up in, I was blessed by the teachers in Campbell that encouraged me to write. I'm truly, truly thankful and forever indebted. And what I do from my heart, Father God, is from the heart that you created in me. I truly, oh God, appreciate and love you in all that you do. Father God, we want to lift up the Eastern Star. We want to lift up Mrs. Bryant. We want to lift up the Robinson family, the Carter family, the Douglas family, the Larkin family, the Culver family, the Casey family. Heavenly Father, we want to lift up the Odom family. Yes, oh God. Father God, we want to lift up the family that I learned uh, today that lost their lives, uh, uh, the Walker uh, family, Heavenly Father, I believe, uh, the, the young child and the great-grandmother lost their lives. Oh, Father God, we want to lift up the people in Maui, uh, Hawaii, I believe, and Father God, we want to lift up the people in Ukraine. Oh, Father God, everywhere. Father God, we lift up the missing, that they be brought home in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, I just ask that you cover me. Cover me, oh God. Because sometimes the, the devil comes and he says those things through people. And sometimes, oh God, to be honest, I just want to throw my hands up. And I want to be like, you know what? Let them do them. And I'll just come on back in my house and close the doors and be good. But Father God, you keep reminding me that it's not good to be alone. 
It's not good to always run. Even though sometimes, Heavenly Father, I don't even have a pair of sneakers. Sometimes my feet want to just get to cook into the pavement and just go, 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 go. But the reason why the adversary taunts us is because he fears us. Father God, I just, I pray to you because I want my sons and my daughter to be all right in life, to meet a spouse and have children and live a safe and life and be prosper. Father God, I want to provide for my legacy, leaving something for them that they can hand down from generation to generation. I don't want them to rely on life insurance policies, I want them to have generational wealth. I don't want to leave this place not knowing that my kids and my grandkids and my great-grands will be all right. But you know, Father God, I want to reflect for a moment. I want to reflect because I remember my grandmother having a conversation with me. And she said to me, she said, Michelle, she said, in my life, I always wanted my kids and my grandkids. And one day you will have kids. And I want y'all to be all right. I can't remember how old I was, but this was before... I was in adolescence. I think maybe I might have been 12 at this time. And I said to myself, well, what is grandma talking about kids? I, I don't know if I'm going to have kids. Well, I do want kids, but what is she talking about? That's so far away. And I said, my grandmother ain't going nowhere. What is she talking about? It's just... That's like forever down the line. Because I felt love would keep her, keep my mother, keep my family here. And so I understand as a mother and a potential grandmother what she means. A true selfless person doesn't live their life for themselves. They live their lives in the way God has ordained and also for their love of the family. Everything I do is because, God, you have given me so much. When I thought I couldn't have children, you blessed me with Father God, you bless me into the family where no matter sometimes we have our differences. Sometimes we argue. 
Our Father God, we have love. And sometimes people might look on the outside and, God, I've said things in anger. When I went through that stuff with the stalker and things, and I've, I've said things against the city of Struthers. I've said things derogatory when I was provoked. But Heavenly Father, still there's a little bitter taste in my mouth because of the ongoing things that occur. But you're numbing, you're numbing that to where at the end of the day, I view it as a family. Sometimes we have to learn to let go, not only of the past, but of the things people continue to do. Because at the end of the day, when our light shines, it's not for self-glorification. It's to let people know where you have brought us. So, Father God, I just want to have that in my life. Father God, I want to do your will. I want to make you proud. And yes, I grow tired. Especially when people send me raggedy books in a dog box and think it's funny and cute. But I just have to say, that's their heart. And I got to pray for them because I don't know what they're going through. For somebody to ship up something like that, it could have been a cry for help. Because I have to remember that I am a minister. Yeah, it could have been. And it is true. You know, it could have been something wrong, you know, you know, with, with their pet or something. We don't know. We don't know. And, and I have to remember, yes, I am a minister. Yes, I am a pastor of a ministry. I am pastoring a ministry, a public charity. And Father God, some people are, are, are talking about a church. And like, I, I know that that will come, but my youngest son and my oldest son and my daughter will be organizing the church. You already gave me the name for it. But your instructions are that my children lead that. My ordination is the ministry to help bring the communities and the families back together. That is my job. And Father God, sometimes I want to like give up and I just need your strength. Father God, I need your continued love and strength. And sometimes, yes, God, sometimes I want to hear good job from people just to know that what I'm doing is okay. Heavenly Father, I just 
I ask you to touch my mind. Because at times the devil makes me feel as though people don't I want to say sometimes the adversary will use certain things and I want to say taking the kindness for weakness Whereas I thought the person genuinely was a friend and wanted to help me. And I offered out of the kindness of my heart to give her something. And I felt $125 was fair because of the work that she did. 25% of having a business plan from scratch she charges $500 for business plans from scratch. So my business plan was already constructed, formatted, and I felt $125 was fair. And she just turned on me. And, you know, Father God, I was even going to hire her as my editor-in-chief. And then for that, she said she wanted $100,000. And when I tried to talk to her about that, she said she Googled it. And editors and chiefs were making $100,000. And when I put this all together now through prayer, oh God, I truly believe that something else is going on with her. So Father God, we're going to lift this young woman up in prayer for her mind, her spirit, and soul, whatever she is going through will be worked out in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ran out of tape, but Heavenly Father, we are going to lift her up in prayer that whatever she's going through, it will be worked out. Father God, some of these people, they have such talent and gifts some of the talent may not be in writing it is in editing and she's a very good editor she can revise and different things and father god nobody's perfect there's some things in her editing that when i ran it through it wasn't formatted according to grammarly correctly and Father God, I'm in it. me and my kids, we are exceptional writers. We come from a family of writers. My uncle was the first published writer. My mother writes. My aunt writes. Me and my kids write. And we have family members that can sing. My daughter can write, sing, and illustrate. My sons can illustrate. And they can also sing. But Arlessa, she could put an album out. So is some of my other cousins could sing. We all have talents and gifts. Father God, and it is to be used for your glorification. Father God, also I want to pray over my children. 
that, Father God, you touch them in the name of Jesus and strengthen them in what they want to do. Father God, also, I just want to say, cover our phones with the blood of Jesus. I've had people call me about foolishness, taking the time out to try to talk about what was going on. And Heavenly Father, some of these people got more worries than what other people have. So, Father God, I, I want to put them on the altar. The people that continuously feel as though they thrive through other people's shortcomings, mishaps, and trials. I want to put them on this altar. Father God, I also want to put on the altar people that you want us to be connected with, the body of Christ. Father God, remove people from our lives that are not connected and not aligned with you. And let us be able to amicably separate the vine. We're on the vine of the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't go over there to what society adopts. Father God, we just want to keep people in our lives that's aligned with you, aligned with your will, and remove people that's not. Father God, we want to pray over our health issues. Touch my mother from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Yes, as we spoke today, my mother went through and shared how people didn't like her for any, just any reason. And I told her, I said, Ma, it's jealousy. And she started crying. She said, jealous of what? I don't have that much. But then, you know what, God, I look back and I say, she does. Regardless, people want to sit up and talk about how people raise this child, raise that child. What about how you raise your child? Some of them don't even have a child. But yet they talking about somebody else's wilderness when they forget to look at their own. Father God, we are no better than nobody. We're no better and we're no worse. But the one thing I could say proudly is that me and my family, we all can hold our head up high. We ain't never hurt nobody. We may have hurt ourselves and sometimes wish that we wouldn't wake up in the morning, but that's okay. And I pray for those people that have that bullying spirit. We're going to put the bullies up on this altar, that they come to Jesus and see the light. Father God, we're going to put on this altar people that are struggling with mental health issues and for people to be aware of that and empathetic. 
Father God, we're putting this competitive spirit on the altar. Oh, I do that. Oh, I do this. Why she want to do this? I know, Father God, people were so talk about, well, this is the first such and such and such and such. I got the first such and such. No, they don't. Alpha and Omega. Jehovah Elohim. That's the first anything of anything after is a secondary. There are no firsts. God is the first creator, author, finisher, healer, surgeon, doctor, therapist, He's the first. Yes, in the name of Jesus. He's the first. Father God, we pray for safe traveling mercies. In the name of Jesus. We pray for safe traveling mercies for myself and others. Father God, also we want to just Pray for those in all jobs, in all employment statuses. We pray for the unemployed, the overemployed, self-employed, all of that. Moreoverly, Father God, with our ministry, Behind Closed Doors Ministries. Father God, I just ask you to take our ministry in your arms and keep it safe. Father God, we pray for people to continue to help us in the name of Jesus. We continue to pray for new volunteers. We want to thank a local store for their interest in volunteering and helping us. There is a lot of work that we're going to be doing. And we right now don't have that many people. It's just my mother, myself, and my children right now. And um, a, a, a young lady, is she just uh, uh, wanted to volunteer. And we're thankful for that. And again, in, in this uh, store, the Target store, they want to also volunteer. So we are truly appreciative for that. Truly appreciative for that. And Father God, before we close this prayer, we want to lift up the missing. Father God, bring them home in the name of Jesus. Bring them home in the name of Jesus. Yes, oh God. Ooh, hallelujah. In Revelations, Father God, remove all wolves and sheep clothing in the name of Jesus. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. 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 Who would like to uh, read? Um, who would like to read today's daily bread reading?
I'm sorry, what was that? I put a little light on. Oh, so Ma, you're going to read it? Thank you. So we're going to have Sister Pat read it. It's Thursday, August the 17th. Come from uh, 2 Corinthians, 5th chapter, 11 through the 20th verses. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. More than brand ambassadors. Competition in the internet age has become fierce. Increasingly, companies are developing creative ways to attract customers. Take Subaru vehicles. For instance, Subaru owners are famously loyal, so the company has invited Subi superfans to become brand ambassadors of the vehicles. The company's website says Subaru ambassadors are an exclusive group of energetic individuals who volunteer their passion and enthusiasm to spread the word about Subaru and help shape the future of the brand. The company wants Subaru ownership to, to become part of people's very identity, something they're so passionate about that they can't help share. In 2 Corinthians verse 5, Paul describes a different ambassador program, one of inviting others to follow Jesus. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. And verse 11, Paul then adds, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though Christ were, as though Christ were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to our God, verses 19 and 20. Many products promise to move groups to give us a sense of happiness, wholeness, and purpose. But only one message, the message of reconciliation entrusted to us as believers in Jesus, is truly good news. We have the privilege of delivering that message to others, to a message to a desperate world. And this was written by Adams. Our what do you think of the idea of being an ambassador for Jesus? How can you practically live out of that live out that calling? Dear Jesus, thank you for inviting me to be an ambassador for you. Amen. Amen. You want to answer the question? What do you think of the idea of being an ambassador for Jesus? You know, I think with the world, especially the way it's going, we all should try to go and be an ambassador and speak out and let people know mm -hmm. there is Jesus Christ. There is a living, true God in this world. Yes. And, you know, and then try to let live our lives according to what the Lord wants us to live. Show kindness. Help when we can help someone. Uh, when we're angry, try to, you know, hold our anger and maybe, you know, out of that, talk to someone and tell them, you know, I'm angry at what you're doing, but I love you, and this is what the Lord tells you that we should do. 
Mm-hmm. And just let them to see, you know, how we handle ourselves and try to live a Christ-like life. And maybe we won't have so much of this road rage, maybe so much of this shooting, this robbing, and just and let people know that, you know, love, love is there, you know, love your family, love your parents, love your friends, even love the people that are not nice to you. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will see that love, love drive out all this hate. That there is love in this world. And some people, I think some people, it's not sometimes I think they come to hate. I think sometimes they are so fearful and so afraid of what might come to, they may not get or might have, that they mm-hmm. start so they start hating. But love overcomes all of this. It's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. but, you know, little by little, just let people and live our lives ambassadors let's see you know we're human like everybody else we could get angry we could get scared we could be afraid but let us live and do as and try to do what christ would do in certain positions that we might find ourselves in that we don't want to be in and just take a moment and breathe and say lord show me away show me your will so that they can see that your will shall be done Amen. Amen, Sister Pat. Amen. Amen. I know it's not easier. By the way, in living a God like Christ like what it is not easy. And he said it won't be easy, but it's doable. And yes. it can and you know shall be done. Yes. 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 Anyone else want to share their thoughts? Okay. Sister Alessa? No, thank you. I'm good. I'm just listening. I'm enjoying you. Oh, praise God. And this is... Amen. Amen. Brother Patrick? Amen. I think his phone's still on mute. More than brand ambassadors, and and see the, and you know what? I didn't even read this article before this moment, but the 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 paragraph competition in the internet age has become fierce. See, it's it, it, even the kingdom is talking about the kingdom ministry is talking about the competition, uh-huh. and it's relentless. I'm gonna tell y'all something. As a single woman heading this ministry, it's hard. I have some men that come at me as if they are, excuse me, my man. And I'm supposed to be the first lady. I don't even know them from Adam Housecat. And they're talking to me, not in the lewd way, but they're giving me certain things like you should be doing, like, you know, and then those that may be interested in pursuing a relationship to where I would be their wife, I'm not interested. Because if you talk to me this way, and I don't even know you, and we're not married, how are you going to talk to me? 
when I get married and see, that's not going to be good because I'm not about to put my children in the wilderness like that. I have respect. And I just ask that they, my kids keep it like that for me. Because, like, I don't want to be in no drama, you know? And and I can't expect my how I live my life. If I want my kids to pick soulmates, helpmates, and they bring no drama, then shouldn't it be like that for me? So with that being said, about this, I'm going to look this up uh, when, let me see, the Last Supper, when the disciples were arguing about whose ministry was greater. At the Last Supper. And I'm going to read that it came from Luke chapter 22. That's Luke chapter 22, 24 through 27. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them in this world, the kings and great men lorded over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important? The one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as one who serves. Hallelujah, praise God. Now, you see, Jesus talking about y'all, y'all talking about the ministry. I'm the ministry. I didn't came here in flesh. Emmanuel, God among us. I'm the one that they are going to torture and put on that cross. I'm the one who's worthy to pay the ransom. Not none of y'all. This competition is... This competition is is so relentless that they're willing to lie, cheat, and steal. Some people act as friends like they want me to close my mouth. I'm not going to close my mouth because God gave me this platform. But I love how it talks about branded ambassadors because if you are truly an ambassador in Christ and you're truly working for the body of Christ, you don't care about society. You don't care about no silence. Just ask John. Remember, he was one of the 12 disciples. He also wrote the book of Revelations. He was a prophet. He had the gift of prophecy, okay? And they tortured and they killed him. They killed Peter too. And Peter said he didn't, he did, they, they put Peter on the cross. He was like, he did not want to die on the cross like how Jesus died on the cross. So he had them turn the cross upside down. 
And that's how they killed Peter. You got people running around here with these banners talking about all this other stuff. But true prophets are hated. We're hated. They want to kill us. They want to see us suffer. And I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. And whatever God allows, I go greatly with my God because I know whoever touches me by thought, word, or deed, you got to deal with Elohim. Yahweh. And God is not the one to contend with. I keep telling people, he's the same God that had the angel of death ride with him telling the angel of death which houses to pass over. See, God goes to war. God don't, he, he sends his messengers, but don't, don't, don't get it twisted. God will ride. When Abraham came to get Lot, who do you think was riding with him? The Holy Ghost. So back to the daily bread. You have some people, they get caught up with the title of an ambassador. But let's look again in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul describes different ambassador programs. One of inviting others to follow Jesus. Since then we know what is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others, verses 11. Paul then adds, he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us. See, it's not about us. It's about what God has appealed. My thought process was about Michelle Carter Douglas Ministries. No, God's appealing through me and my children is behind closed doors ministries. God has put a open door that no man can close. Our job is to show the people in the community how a mother and her children, how parents and their children could work together. And yeah, there's going to be adversity. Already people try to start. The, the, the bigger the ministry comes, the more ignorance. And even though sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know if I'm ready. I got to remember. God is the one who's titanium. So if God brings me to it, he's already equipped me to go through it. Already. And the question, what do you think of the idea of being an ambassador for Jesus? What I think, is that if you're an ambassador for Christ, you don't care about the world because you're not supposed to be about the world. So if you're talking and you're truly an ambassador of Christ, you're not going to be putting emphasis of what society feels you a person should do. You're not going to be judging people. How can you practically live out that calling? By being true to Jesus. And again, being forthright and honest. 
not sabotaging people, taking things out of context, or trying to sabotage people, or attack somebody's credibility, like us running and stuff like that. You know, who cares? Yeah, I talk about it. I talk about it a lot in my books. Why? Because I can't run like I used to. But I will, in the name of Jesus. And my son's book, when we talk about um, uh, the adventures of Gerga Boy, about diversity and interracial relationships, that's that needs to be talked about. Do you know how many uh, people are out here? Uh, do you know the race wars that's going on now? They just had a situation to where blacks and whites were fighting on a boat. Our books is about healing and trying to prevent things like this. If we could get people to come and, and talk about it and be open and honest about their biases, well, don't you think it will be de-escalated before it gets to this situation? And that's why the adversary is coming. Because he don't want peace. He's about destruction. He's about chaos. He's about hate and supremacy. That's the adversary. And what this Bible study is designed to do is that we could talk about it. Because like I know I was getting frustrated and things and stuff was getting to me. And then I said, you know, what is going on? The truth of the matter, I haven't studied in the word like I used to. I need to study in the word daily. My daughter had a spiritual epiphany. And I knew the adversary was going to try to mess with her. That's what the devil does. Whenever you have a spiritual epiphany, whenever you are promoted to the next level, get ready. Get ready. Because you got a test and you got some trials coming. Each time you are promoted by God, he got to make sure you're ready to sit at that seat. T.D. Jakes, everybody see T.D. Jakes up there. But y'all don't know when he was riding around with his Volkswagen and he talks about the hole in the floor of his car. People want to talk about Priscilla Shire. Do y'all even know her wilderness? I think you need to read about it. Joyce Myers. To me, that's my sister in Christ. I love Joyce Myers. She been through it. She been through the fire and didn't get burned. That's why she's up there like that. And Joe Osteen. And when Joe Osteen was promoted and had his own thing, they came at him when he didn't allow them people to sleep in the church. And it wasn't that he was prejudiced or anything. It was a safety issue. The, the church did not have... Uh, the, the, it was not equipped to hold that many people and people tried to turn it and make it something that it wasn't. So my personal thing about being a, an ambassador of Christ, you're not going to be associated with the world and you're going to be ready to speak the truth and not what is appeasing to people's ear. We will be right back with studying in the word. we have God too. 
Written by Michelle Carter Douglas, Rylan Douglas, Arlessa R. Douglas, Patrick M. Douglas. This collection of prayers is offered to the home for parents and their children, not only focusing on relationships between husband and wife, but the relationships between parent and child, child and parent, and people within the community. James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Behind our closed doors, we pray together and we offer our fervent prayers to the world. 1 John 5.14, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Sharing a prayer from the book. Strength in our marriage. God is our strength. Heavenly Father, as my spouse and I come before you, we send praise and gratitude. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you for everything you have done for us both as individuals and together. As I hold my spouse's hand, we give our praise. Please, Sovereign Lord, cover our homes, our lives, our families with the blood of Jesus. At times, the wind consumes us, and we begin to feel as though we are drifting apart. Seldom have the raging waters tried to drown our hopes and dreams. We ask you, Almighty God, to embrace us and give my spouse and me strength. Give us strength, Heavenly Father, individually and in our union. Give us the strength and endurance during opposition of the enemy's tactics. Give us the strength during temptation. Give us the strength to endure physical and mental trials. O Heavenly Father, strengthen our mind, heart, spirit, and souls. Yes, Father, we find refuge and strength in your holy word and presence. We find strength calling on your holy name. We have strength in your divine love and nurturing presence. Heavenly Father, you are our strength in our marriage with God. We can survive all things. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. These broken bones have mended and now I am soaring like never before. Broken mirrors and mended wounds, my savior restoreth my soul. By domestic violence survivor, Michelle Carter Douglas. This poetry book depicts a journey of individual faith, healing, and strength. Reader, Tara Kirksey shares. Broken mirrors and mended wounds, this collection of poems and reflections was so on point. They were so uplifting to me. My favorite one was Revelation 
mended through being broken. I could truly relate to this one. This author blessed my soul. Through her writing, I know she's at a point of healing. I love to read more from this author. This book, available right now, Broken Mirrors and Mended Wounds, My Savior Restoreth My Soul by Michelle Carter Douglas, available right now on Amazon.com. Amen. Welcome back to studying in the word. Praise God. We have some worship up in here. We we listened to Building by Jessica Reedy. I, I think her name is. What's her name again? Reed. Yeah. Erica Reed. Erica Reed. Praise God. We we heard uh Deborah Joy Winans, the master's calling. Uh, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about Jesus by the, uh, what, the what? Williams brothers. By the William brothers. Ooh, yes. Ooh, hallelujah. Now, uh, we have everybody on the line. We are going to get into our, uh, study, which is going to be taken out of Matthew chapter 4. So if we could turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Jesus is tempted. Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus, well, let me go back to the last verse of chapter 3 because it's important. Um that we read the last chap, the last verse in chapter three. Chapter three of uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter three, verse 16 and 17. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water and that moment heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. I wanna look up that word uh, right quick, alighting, which is spelled A-L-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, alighting. While we're looking up that uh, word, I want people to kind of get something. What do they think? What do they think the word alighting means? Alight means to descend or from the air Okay, to descend from the air and settle. 
a lovely blue swallow alighted on a branch. So this means that the dove descended, when it says alighted from heaven, it means descended from the air out of nowhere. So we kind of get a, 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 a picturesque about, okay? Jesus has been baptized. The, the heaven opens up means the, the, the sky, the clouds separated. We get a nice picture of what going what is going on. In chapter 4, Matthew, we went from chapter 3, 16, 17, where God, our Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit, ascended into Jesus, onto Jesus, proud of him. Verse 1 and 2 of Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, the adversary knows that this is God's almighty son. He was up there with his stupid self. You know, he knows who Jesus is. You know, but this is this is the tactic of the devil. Just like he'll come and he'll through people. You wrote these books. You and your kids wrote these books. Prove it. And then I found myself writing stuff so people could see. This is the devil. This is what he does. I want everybody to understand when they have a spiritual epiphany, when they are blessed by God, this is what happens. The devil comes in and tries to test you because he's jealous, because he threw his blessings away. We see this in Job. Satan went to God saying, Job is just blessing, just uh, praising you for what he has. He doesn't really love you. And if God Almighty felt antagonized by the adversary, if our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ felt antagonized by the adversary, we can too. It's normal. Some people will say, oh, well, where's your faith? I got my faith. Where's your faith? My faith and my love from, for God keeps me from fornicating. It's like that. That's how much I love, fear, and respect God. Okay? So we go back to Matthew chapter 4, and let's read verses 4 through 7. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, 
he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hand so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. See, that's where we get messed up. Some of us say, God, if you're really real, help me through this uh, 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 financial uh, problem. God, if you're real, let me have a child. God, if you're real, send me a husband. Send me a spouse. God, if you're real, you'll get me out of this debt that I made at my own will. I hear some people that have racked up a racked up a, a a credit card bill of thousands of dollars, and they're saying, "God, if you're real, get me out of this." Well, didn't you dig that ditch? God is real. He don't have to prove himself to nobody. I was talking to my sister friend Donna. And she told me, she said, Michelle, you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. I didn't understand that yesterday. But now I understand what she's talking about. We don't get nothing to prove to Satan. Nothing. What is he doing? Slinging around here with no more rubies, no more onyx, no more pearls, with scale skin. Rotten crooked teeth, like triangles, and a pitchfork. Talk about who's worthy and who isn't worthy. When I read these scriptures, what comes to mind is the things that's going on in this world and has gone in this world since the adversary tempted and led astray Adam and Eve. When are we going to wake up? When are we going to appreciate God for what he has and who he is? And what he has is an open door. I am 50 years old. I remember... At a young age, I thought death was so far away from my family. I can remember my grandmother, just like I'm looking at this chair, and my grandfather. I remember my aunt, Lozy, Lola. And when we lost her, death was a little closer, but yet it was still far away. And then my grandfather, like death was closer, but yet it still was so far away. And then my daughter, that's when I came to know death up close and personal. And then my grandmother, 
death is now my neighbor. And that, believe it or not, humbled me. We go through the trials and tribulations and we have to remember three things. You will always find favor in the eyes of God if you are doing what he has ordained for you to do. Two, because of your favor, the adversary will try you each and every time. Three, we have to remember that we do not need to prove ourselves to the adversary. He did not give us life. He did not give us joy, peace. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. He don't got nothing but dust. When we go through life and things don't pan out the way we thought they were going to pan out, that's okay. God has something else for us to do. People that's dealing with self-esteem and not knowing their purpose of life. This is what the adversary wants. He loves suicide and homicide. Because those are less people that he has to see on the battlefield for the Lord. Seven. Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. God don't have nothing to prove to us. Verses 8 through 11. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came to attend to him. All this spiritual warfare in the wilderness, Jesus himself had to be attended to by the angels. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual warfare is real. It will drain you. It will physically, emotionally, and spiritually train, drain you. The only way, and, and, and it will train you. It will train you to learn the word and, 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 and appreciate God more. That's why we have to put the full armor of the Lord on. We got to study the word. And I'm speaking to myself right now. The moment I was laxed and not studying the world, the, the word religiously, I was drained. It was taking me longer to get up out of bed. I was making my own self dizzy. Before I read on uh, beginning verse 12, anyone have any questions or thoughts they want to share? You know, like you have always said, and I've heard it said before this, 
he going to take Jesus up there and show the Lord all that he has created, all that he already owns? Mm. Oh, yes. I mean, everything the Lord, everything that is created, everything but the Lord created it. How you mm -hmm. gonna give him what mm -hmm. he created? Mm-hmm. 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 Say it, Sister Pat. Say it, Sister uh, Pat. How can he give what the Lord has already he owns everything. He created everything. The universe, the world, the people, all that in the midst. And you're going to give him. He created you. Amen. You know, you know what's waiting for you. Yeah. If you sold your soul. Your very soul is gone. And you know what's awaits you. A whole bunch of fire and brimstone. And you're gonna try to give somebody what's theirs. You know, and, and that's the truth. I've I've noticed some people with that evil spirit. They have it. If I can't have it, you can't have it. You see a lot of domestic violence uh perpetrators like that. If I can't have you, nobody else will have it. How we can tell things that's of God and things that are from the adversary. God loves to spread love, kindness, peace, the word. He's a giver. He doesn't isolate you from anybody. That's why I get up and I just do what I got to do. The devil, if you ever notice, he's a he he he's a slave. He wants you to be enslaved to things, drugs, alcohol, food, depression. Depression is a spirit. Somebody said. The devil blesses people too. Now I don't know how they come up with that. Maybe um, it's a go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I just said oh wow. Yeah. You know, maybe they meant uh the devil will give people things too. Like, you know, you it's do not a that's not a blessing. You can't it's bless called, what's cursed. He's devil. cursed. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's called death. It's what? It's called deafening. Oh, what's that, Alessa? Well, I just thought about it because Satan doesn't, he can't give you life. He gives you death. Mm. He gives you nothing. Everything that he gives you is rock. There's always a catch with him. Hey, man, Sister Alessa. And, All right, Ministry Ambassador. Real. It's not real. And then, too, he also has a false life. Mm -hmm. A lot of people now in their music, they're claiming that their godly life, that you can come to them and follow into their life. Whose light is that? That's Satan's. Where is he going to lead you to a dark tunnel where you can't get out? Amen. That's why it's called deafings. Mm. 
Amen, Sister Arlessa. Amen, Sister Arlessa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, you know what? And a child shall lead them. When we were talking about uh, when the adversary took Jesus up to one high mountain, then another high place, and some people using those scriptures to try to justify what our sister Alessa said, deathings, but they're thinking that it's something he's given. No, because verse, this is Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 14 through 17. To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Yet the Lord set his affection on your ancestors and loved them. And he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations as it is today. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. See, the devil was trying to bribe Jesus. And not only that, but it says it's right here, everything belongs to God. Now, where was that scripture again? Yes, ma'am. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 14 through 17. You are welcome. You are welcome. Uh, another scripture. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to show another scripture that talks about everything belongs to the Lord. Um, Lessa, would you sing a song real quick while I locate that scripture, uh, this little light of mine? Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let 
Psalm chapter 24, verses 1 through 3. That's Psalm chapter 24, verses 1 through 3. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Let's go down to verse uh, five, because this is, this is good. This is really good. Verse four. The one who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, they will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. I'm going to read verse 6. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob, See, we seek his face. We seek Almighty God's face. We have clean hands and a pure heart. We don't trust in no idols or false gods. That's what sets us apart. And again, I'll go over here again. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Everything belongs to God. Everything. We are walking in God's will. That's why I have made the conscious decision even though it's hard, when people wrong you and hurt you, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because when they touch that anointed, it comes back on you. Wholeheartedly, tenfold. People have said things about me to this day that I didn't know nothing about. And then I see the stuff that they go through. And then it comes back that they didn't say something. And it may have affected my life, which affected my kids' life. Even though they're adults, they're still God's anointed. We're God's anointed. 
in order to have this position, we got to have a clean heart and clean hands. So by that way, when people attack us, they have to contend with God. And we have to remember that. So when these people do things and stuff like that, and and this is a journey for me, but each moment is deeper and deeper and deeper and better because I'm letting it go. Because when God says vengeance is all mine and you give it to God, Oh, there's nothing more to say. It's like literally being inside your house or a storm shelter and the twister going outside. Remember that. Before I read any uh, script, more scriptures in chapter four, are there any thoughts or questions? Amen. Verses uh, 12 through 17 in chapter four of Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, He withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went (coughs) and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Right here, after we see in latter part of chapter three, where The Lord gave him his blessing. With only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenigsegg Parkway, the roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com.
every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. Okay, I'm back. I'm so sorry. I ran out of tape. So we see this, and I'm going to read this because I don't know where it stopped. (coughs) But verses 12 through 17, when Jesus heard that John had been put into prison, he withdrew to Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and the Naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From the time on Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So we see here, that's the hardest thing to do, is to preach in the midst of the agony. The adversary didn't win in the wilderness with his tactics. So now you see the stinking devil is over there with John the Baptist, where the, the woman was mad because John the Baptist told her and I think it was King Herod, whatever his name was, that they wasn't supposed to be messing around because she was a married woman. So she was mad because John the Baptist was telling them right. So she had her daughter provocatively dance for the king. And because he was so aroused, he asked her, well, what you want, what you need? And she said the head of John the Baptist. And they had him, John the Baptist, in prison. And Jesus was grieved, but he kept on preaching. So we see in the latter part of chapter 3, where Jesus was baptized by John and received God's favor and blessing and was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the adversary, to where he was emotionally and spiritually drained. And not only that, but just coming out of the wilderness, again, he heard about his cousin, 
John the Baptist being in prison. And he knew what went on in, in those times when God-fearing people were in prison. So he probably feared for John. <clears throat> and we see a lot of this in Job as well. When the adversary tries to knock you off and doesn't want you to receive your blessing in the ordination, it's out of fear because you are going to be preaching to other people. Jesus had work to do. You will see him healing people, feeding people all throughout this. He had lost souls to rescue. So when we feel as though we have been knocked off our block or knocked off our A-game, it's because you are favored. It's because you are feared by the adversary. Verses 18 through 21. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. I want to say this. Look at these scriptures and see family, siblings, working together. For the greater work of God. I have two sons and a daughter that's working together for this ministry. God is good. And here, he went through, Jesus went through so much. And yet, not only is he preaching, he's recruiting. And, and that's the imperative thing. This jealousy and competition among men has to stop. And yeah, it, it, it'll go on, but you don't have to be the one to continue it. Jesus didn't do this alone. He could have. But he didn't want to. God and Jesus is about inclusion. Working together. That brings them joy. And you have some people working against. That's not right. Verses 23 through 25 in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus went through Galilee teaching in the synagogues. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. 
large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan. Jordan followed him. May God add a blessing upon the hearers, readers, and doers of his holy word. Sometimes we wonder, and I know I have, and I was thinking this until I just read this. Now I see why a lot of broken people come to me. The one lady who sent that stuff up in the dog box. Everybody is not going to be coming to you if you're a preacher or a minister or a prophet or an apostle or whatever else. And, and they're all, okay, yes, I received the word. You're going to get the broken. You're going to get the de demon possessed. You're going to get those with various diseases. You're going to get those that don't even know what their sin is, but they know something is wrong. And then when you guide them to see it, they're going to take that out on you. Yeah, let that kind of sink in for a minute. Somebody comes to you, say, so-and-so, something is going wrong in my house. I don't know what it is, but something just isn't right. Well, what seems to be the problem? Just explain to me. I don't know. You know, I go to work every day. I come home. I clean my house. I cook. And then on a payday, I just spend a little time at the casino. There's nothing wrong with that. I pay half the rent. I buy some food. But I don't see what the problem is. Well, maybe going to the casino is okay, but after you make sure your physiological needs are met. No, that's my money. I work hard for it. No, 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 no. So it's things like that. So when we look at the scriptures, whatever you are going through, no, it's normal. When you hear that saying you have to pay the cost to be the boss, well, you could take that in a non-literal and literal sense. You see people such as Joyce Myers, T.D. Jakes, but you got to understand the wilderness that they went through. You got to understand the levels. There's a song, there's levels in this. You got to understand that. God is not going to give you in the position over his sheep if you're not equipped. You got to remember that. And, and when you reach that position, there's going to be broken people, some that you do not care for. But you have to be respectful to understand in their brokenness, there will be a healing. And it is your job to help them heal. You can't judge them. There will be people that literally are demon-possessed on different 
grades. There's some that I have to say kind of borderlines between mental illness and dynamic possession. And in some dynamic possessions is very, very undertone where sometimes it could get construed as a mental issue. But you can usually tell by their physical and and facial characteristics. And that's why I said I know God has blessed me to this position. Because I can recognize spirits on people. And discernment is different from testing the spirits. Because discernment is a gift. Jesus had the power of discernment. But yet, remember Judas was one of the disciples. So some people think that the power of discernment is a detection to keep things and people away. Not necessarily. The power of discernment encompasses so much. That's why you got to study in the word. That's why different people come at me. Because they don't want me to spread the word. They don't want me to speak the truth. Some people call me mentally ill. They call me anything. Just put a miss before it. I don't care. Maybe you don't even have to do that. And depression, like I said, is a spirit. And it also is a mental illness. But that doesn't mean that one does not have a sober mind. So am I confusing anybody? Well, I understand it. Amen. So it's a lot because depression, and we're going to study this too. That's why our next uh, Bible study, we will begin with Rahab because I think that would be a very good um, one to study with, uh, study about because depression as a spirit. It drains you. As a mental illness, it also drains you, but it works more on the thinking of the mind. Where the spirit of depression works on the stagnation of the spirit and the body. Okay? When you are starting to feel drained and you feel like you just don't have the energy to get up out of bed, that can be the spirit. And then it works on your mind. I don't want to get up out of bed because this might happen today and that might happen today. You understand how that works? That's why it's very important for us to always, what our lesson, Brian and Patrick, what should we always do? Um, praying with the Lord. Praying with the Lord. Yes, yes. Pray and communicating with the Lord and studying in the word. And also I tell people, if they have a problem, 
with sadness or anything else like that, yes, it is imperative to see a therapist. It's good. And you also have to study in that word. Because studying in the word will help you be able to dissect what is going on. Is this spiritual warfare and a chemical imbalance inside my body? Or is this just spiritual warfare? Or is this just a chemical imbalance within my body and mind? Amen? Amen. With that being said, the floor is open. Are there any questions, concerns? Amen. Amen. Praise God. With that being said, uh, Sister Pat, would you bless us out with prayer? Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for letting us to be able to gather together and study your word here, Lord. Lord, you give us so much information. You really gave us a lot of information for our mind, our body, our spirit. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we're always able together to worship, to praise, bless, and study your holy word. We just ask for your continued grace and mercy and protection as we go out through the night and through the day, that you cover us with blood and that we just wake up each and every day thanking you, giving you the glory and asking you to carry us through each and every moment of our day. All those who call upon your holy blessed name, all that we love, dear Lord, and all, all our little pet four-legged families, it's all your creation, dear Lord, we thank you and we bless you. Just give us the grace and mercy and protection to keep on living with their will, dear Lord. Study in your word. And Lord, just give us the wisdom of our leader, Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, the wisdom and opportunity to uplift our mind and just, you know, whatever you want us to learn and to know, give her the searches that she can give it to us, dear Lord, and that we can apply it to our lives. So that one day, when our journey on this earth is done, we know we have a seat waiting at your table with all the saints that have gone before us, where we could dwell in total peace, joy, and happiness, and in the promise and glory that you have so richly prepared for us, that we know awaits us. But as we know, your word is true, and you have prepared this way for us, and we know it is there, and we know it awaits us along with you and all your praise and glory. And Lord, we know that you will always walk with us. We will never, ever be alone. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. God Almighty, we will always praise and bless your holy name forevermore. Amen. 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 Love you all. Bye. Love you all. Bye-bye.